Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Alan Cumming, and welcome to my shelves. My shelves are sort of a museum of my life. I like to keep things from my travels that are, to me anyway, the very essence of the experiences I've had. Sort of portals, if you will, to a specific time and place. And the inspiration for stories and memories and musings. Here's an ashtray I stole from the Hotel du Cap in the south of France on the night that I hosted the Cinema Against AIDS Gala at the Cannes Film Festival and I was absolutely horrified when the auctioneer came on stage and told Jennifer Lopez she looked like an ostrich. Here's some skin products that remind me of my dermatologist who just a couple of years ago told me when I showed him a little red dot on one of my testicles that that was nothing more serious than a normal part of scrotal ageing. Yes. Here's a tin of mints from the 2004 Democratic National Convention in Boston that I attended as a delegate. That year, I saw Barack Obama make the speech that launched his political ascendancy. And I also spoke on a panel about arts education and was seated between, guess who? Ariana Huffington and Bill O'Reilly. Talk about a shit sandwich. This week on Alan Cumming Shelves, I'm actually talking about two different things. The first is a little bracelet. Can you hear it? It's one of those little beady bracelets made from a bead set by a little girl in Vancouver for me. And joining me to talk about it is my dear old chum, Ian McKellen. I was wondering if you'd ever been to any other nudist beaches. You mind your own business. Welcome, bienvenue, welcome. So I've got two things, actually, on my shelves that I want to talk about. I've, I, I started with one, but I found another. So do you remember we did a film called Never Was? Yes. <laughs> I do. Isn't that funny? And it's ironically called Never Was because it never was. It never came out. Did it's it those, not? It never did. I saw it at the Toronto Film Festival. but I don't It, think it was a lovely film. Um, it's beautiful. Remind me of the director's name. Joshua Michael Stern. Yes, that's right. I thought it was it was a, one of those great great scripts. And yes, it attracted really great people, and uh, it was you, it was me, there was Jessica Lang, Jessica Lang, lovely yes. little um, Brittany Murphy, who's sadly no longer with us, Nick Nolte. That's how I came to do it. I got a handwritten letter from Nick Nolte, who I didn't know, saying that he'd met this young man and been. Very impressed, so impressed that he'd agreed to do this film uh, without, um, I think, even reading the script. And wow. he urged, urged me to um, do the same. And, you know, if Nick Nolte asks you to do something... Snap. If yes, you're you me, uh, you do it, don't you? I 
I forgot this at the time when I was talking to Ian, but I just would like to say I have said no to Nick Nolte because once I was doing a film with him in Berlin called Investigating Sex and I was sick. I had a you know, cold or something. I was really run down. And Nick, I think he holds the record or something for having had more homeopathic treatments done to him than any other human being. He came on the set with a little doctor's bag and he's going, oh, Alan, I'll, I'll sort you out. I got some uh, good stuff here. And he got out this doctor's bag and he, and he got out a, a, a little bottle of stuff. Then he got out a syringe. And I was like, uh, what the hell do you think you're going to do with that? He goes, it's, uh, it's really great stuff. Really great, great vitamin B. I'm going to give you a shot. You'll be, you'll be up and running. And I'm like, there is no way you are getting near me with a needle, Nick Nolte. So I have said no to Nick Nolte. Who else was in it? Richard? Well, I've got the cast here. Aaron Eckhart was your son, yes. wasn't it? And then, because it was about, it was about a, a man who is like finding more about his past. His father had written, that's you, had written this magical children's book. That's right. But then he sort of, and then you were, then you were sort of in a mental hospital, weren't you? And then, but then, which is where I was. I was a patient in the mental. Yes, v- you Vera, were. Vera Farmiga was a, another patient in the hospital. Michael Moriarty. And I, I relived the, the, the book that I'd written, and it turned out to be a, a, more of an autobiography than a fantasy. Yes. It, it was absolutely charming. And uh, uh, you say no one's ever seen it. Okay. <laughs> I, d- I doubt oh, it. Because, I mean, I don't think it ever was released uh, properly. I mean, as you can probably get it on, you know, some sort of form in some point. But, like, it doesn't have, on IMDb, it doesn't have those things like, you know, when it came out and how much money it made and all that. So I, 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 I remember it never coming out. How did you come to do it? I met I think Josh just asked me to be in it mm. and then I think I did the same thing as Nick Naughty did to you because I said to he said he was going to ask Jessica to play the the mum Jessica Lang and I said yeah. well I'll ask her because I think she'd love this and yeah so it was all you know was, I think that's actually the great a great testament to to that script and to him that we all kind of were willing yeah. to go and yeah. and, and uh, vouch for him to other people yeah. but it was um there was also let's think uh, Jessica Lang William Hurt uh, Michael Moriarty. William Hurt. My William Hurt. Me. I forgot about him. Yes, he was the therapist. Forgot. He was brilliant. Yes. It was so good. I must go and look at it again, actually. But um, that was shot in Vancouver, where we've made uh, a couple oh. of films. But a lovely. I uh, did. You know, actually, I was just thinking about this the other day that you know the mental hospital we were in. Mm-hmm. Well, in it's an. It was actually an old real mental hospital that they used for film set. I've shot a few films in that place. And up the hill, there's a real mental hospital. Oh dear. And it's still, you know, working. And I've got, there's actually a rap photo, you know, when at the end of the film, all the cast and crew get together and you'd sit there and everyone takes. One in one film that I've done, or TV, you know, mini series I've done there, one of the patients came in and was in the rap photo. Oh. Isn't that cute? That's lovely. But but the thing I was going to tell you was that in the attic of that, the bit that where we filmed, yeah. at the time we were filming there were thousands of pot plants and it was used as this pot sort of farm. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, how did we not know? How did we not discover? <laughs> with our finely tuned noses. No, what's wrong with our noses? Uh, I know, well, and so it wasn't till later that it was discovered and there was like, you know, millions of dollars worth of pot was being grown in that thing. And now, of course, it would be... It's all legal in Canada. Yes, yes, of course. I mean, there's something about Vancouver. Uh, it reminds me very much of New Zealand, actually, uh, right. in, in, in its landscape, but also in, 
in the attitudes of the people. They, they seem to be uh, like perhaps San Francisco was in the old days. It, it, they, they, they seem to be living in their own wonderful, magical world. And I, I looked out, I was staying, I've been there a number of times, and I was living on the amazing bay, which is why the city grew up there. And I, I looked across at the mountains, and suddenly I saw coming over the mountains what looked like searchlights. And I, I thought, it's an invasion of something. And I watched these, the green, green uh, lights that flashed into the sky and wobbled, and I realised I was looking at the northern lights. <gasps> you saw the northern lights from Vancouver? Yes. Well, it must have been that. What else could it have been? Whoa. It went on for about 15 minutes. Uh, it wasn't as uh, impressive as, you know, the, the full-scale thing. but it Like was, in the movies. Like in the movies, but it, there it was. And it, I, I, because I was in Vancouver, I thought, yeah, well, that's another thing that happens in yeah. Vancouver. <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's a man who, who uh, puts pebbles on top of each other on the beach there. Yes. And, and, and they, they get washed away at high tide. Uh, and the, the, <laughs> that's magical too. I know, uh, that beach, that Kitsilano beach. Is that the one uh, you That's right, on? yes, that's right, Kitsilano I, beach. I, I was just there actually shooting a thing and it was so lovely. I went past the house that I stayed in when I was doing X-Men and I yes. used to come walk along the beach to your house. Uh, That's right. Filming. I know. So and, and lovely. We, we took Connie for a walk. Yes, I, it was such a good... She loved all those little crab pools and everything. And what, have, is, you, what have you got there, a memento of those days? Well, the first one is uh, from Never Was because uh, we shot that a couple of years after... X-Men 2, but I wanted to start with this because Josh, the director, had this lovely little daughter. Do you remember her? She was a cute yes. little thing. I mean, she's probably like a big grown-up now. Yeah. There was one day, I think it was towards the end of the film, we all went over and had lunch at their house, and there was one time I'd been doing arts and crafts with her, and we're playing with things, and da 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 And um, Josh's wife said to me, oh, you know, um, she's made you a little necklace. And I was like, oh, how lovely. She goes, yeah, she's, you know, it's one of those ones with beads and you put your name on it. And she went, and she went, but she's kind of, she's kind of got your name a little wrong. I was like, oh, don't worry, that'll make it all the cuter. So the little girl presents me with this little beaded necklace, which I have in front of me. And it says anal <laughs> instead of Alan. <laughs> oh, God bless Vancouver. I know, the, the wisdom of children. <laughs> That's funny. Isn't that hilarious? But I, I really did love that film and I, I remember a scene when we all escaped from the mental hospital and, we were, and you were dancing in a garden at night. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And, so and, and I remember being out in the woods there. They were the same woods we used for one of the X-Men movies. Hilarious. Yeah. Marvellous. Um, the other um, thing I've got... Talking of anal. Talking of anal. <laughs> is... Uh, so one, this is my memory of it, and I'll I'll be fascinated to uh, to um, hear your version. So I remember that we were shooting X Men forever. It took forever a long uh, time we were there in Vancouver, and I would walk along every morning with the honey, my dog, and my chat. And, uh, and I remember one time I was on a book tour at weekends, and sometimes you you, you babysat honey. And um, there, so we, one day he said to me, "I, you know, do you know Alan? There's a there's a there's apparently a nudist beach." In oh, yes. Vancouver. And I went, yes, yes, I know this. It's uh, called uh, Wreck Beach. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. And then the next day he went, 
do you know, Alan, there's a, I've heard there's a nudist beach in Vancouver. <laughs> and I was like, is he getting senile already? And I was like, <laughs> and then like another day, do you know, I was just reading about this nudist beach. I was like, do you want to go to the nudist beach, Ian? Is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> so we duly went. We went, we did. We had such a laugh. And so it's that funny thing where you go down, that was that beautiful, remember, really green, verdant, leafy, magical, you have to, to you have down. to be well you have to be quite uh, active and uh, to get there because it's very very steep deep decline isn't it from yeah. the road where you leave your car yeah and you t you take whatever you need for the nudist speech which isn't a lot actually <laughs> no thankfully and, uh, and i could not credit it when we landed down on was it sandy i think it was sandy yes it's sandy yeah uh and there were all these people without a scrap of clothing on. <laughs> of all ages. That was what was yes, nice. Yes, that was lovely about it, yeah. It, it, it wasn't the, the buff youngsters showing off, though there were no. plenty of them, of both genders. Yeah. Or, or, or we should these days say all genders. All genders. All genders. And, and a lot of uh, people of my age who were having sort of picnics, clearly they'd been coming for years. And yeah. it, was a, it was a lovely family sort of atmosphere, wasn't it? And, it and, really and little, was. Little kids playing, a few dogs yep. sniffing around. They had a wonderful time. <laughs> I mean, I've, I I found that about nudisty things. Like if you just sort of, I think people make the connection of sex to nudism, and it's they're absolutely disconnected. I think. I mean, not always, of course, but but that was what that felt like. It felt really liberating to not be yeah sort of thinking in, or being judged in that way. And also, I found it hilarious because so we you know sat down, put a little mat down, took our clothes off. I remember you kept on your um, sort of cricket umpire hat that you had on, your little oh, yeah. <laughs> straw hat to keep the sun off. And uh, the hilarious thing of us walking along and people recognising us whilst we're naked. So they look at your face and realise it's you, then they immediately pan down. Well, see what's on offer. I would, I would too. But it was, I thought it was so liberating. There were, there were attractive uh, young uh, ladies uh, walking around with uh, trays of cocktails. That's right. Sort of punch that? and things. Yes, you I could, do. You could buy joints down there. Yes. Uh, ready rolled, no doubt grown in the in the uh, BC port, the, 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 the hospital you were talking about. Yes. And, uh, it was fan. Everything was fancy free. Occasionally, it was a boat, really lovely. A boat would come and take some people away, but on the whole, people just sat and chatted. Yeah, and it was, played yes, badminton. I remember, I remember. remember it well. And I remember one time there was a, there was people you know going around. So it was like sangria and yes. drinks and uh, pot cookies and stuff. And I remember there was a man, and they're all naked too. And I remember there was a man um, selling like you know pot pipes, little homemade pipes made of clay or, or all the ah. different things they were made of. And he had them dangling on a string round his waist. That was sort I of remember. his. And I remember you say, "Could I have a look at your?" Uh, <laughs> Wears, young man. And so this, and we were sitting down. So this guy walks up, and he's just at our heads are at his penis level, and we're sort of touching the merchandise, having a oh, that's a nice one, Ian. It's got a little like a marijuana flag on it. And oh dear! <laughs> it was hilarious. I didn't buy. I didn't buy one. You don't have a pipe, do you? Left that day. No, I don't have a pipe no, from that day. No, no, no. We did. We uh, we um, we touched, but we didn't buy that uh, gentleman. Right. Well, I, goods. I've never been back, but. Were I to be in Vancouver again, and I hope I will. Uh, oh, yes, it's still going strong. I didn't go this... I actually go, went to shoot a thing called Schmigadoon, which is coming out soon, which which was um, 
it was that interesting time of year. It was like I went the sort of middle of September till about the beginning of December. So I really caught all the seasons and I should have not, because I, when I went there, it was t-shirt weather and, you know, and flip-flops, but I, I, didn't, I didn't get to the nudist beach. But what you did buy that uh, day, Ian, which I still have here, and it was su- it's such a lovely thing, it's getting a little worse for wear, was a little hemp, uh, it's, it was meant to be like hemp necklace for people, but you made, you got a hemp necklace and you, because uh, you were away for a bit, I thought, what's happening? And uh, you were with a little, you're doing a surprise. And so it's a little hemp necklace. And then it was like, it's in the same way as uh, that little girl made me my anal necklace. It was yeah. the words, uh, the letters uh, H-O-N-E-Y spelled honey. And it was a little necklace for honey, my dog. Yes. So cute. And so Aww. lovely. Do you know what's funny? Where I am right now, uh, you know, she died, obviously. But she, yeah. there's a, a, up here in the Catskills, there was a stone dog that my mum gave me, like a big, one of those stone sort of, you know, concrete like a lab. Yes, yes. Very, un, not, very not, not a sort of naturalistic one, just a sort of, I really like it anyway. She gave it to me in London, brought it in a garden centre for me in London when I had a flat in London in like the mid-90s. No, earlier actually, maybe even the late 80s. And I've carted it around the world, this blooming huge concrete thing. And, and then it was up here. And then when Honey died, I realized why I'd carted it around the world all these years. Yes, it's, it's her, her gravestone. Yeah, it's her gravestone. And we even put some of her oh. ashes underneath it. Oh, and that's wonderful. Stuff. And I can see it from, actually, when you arrive at this house, you look across and she's sitting on top of the deck that's by lovely. the pool. I, so I, nice. I've, I've, got a, I've got a dog uh, made of fiberglass, uh, but he, he was crafted by... Uh, Max Patty, who's an English uh, sculptor and artist, uh, who worked uh, on Lord of the Rings and actually, I think, designed the original um, um, image for Gollum. Oh, wow. Uh, But he does many, many other things, including this dog, which is a mongrel, I think, but dog size, sensible dog size. And Uh everybody who sees it jumps and says oh you've got a dog yes <laughs> and then it's not moving i said no it says it's a trick dog and but so i see him every day but he's not a memorial to him but he's just himself that's but, so nice uh, yeah i love that idea mm. and did you go back to vancouver again after uh, x-men to I, ma- I made another film called emil i don't know whether uh that was before. oh that's right really remember when that was but it was we filmed that mainly in um, on Vancouver Island, where I think Prince Harry and his nice. uh, wife uh, lived briefly, uh, and I can't blame them. And I, I've got a memento of that. I I I, I bought a, a carving of a of a the tail of a whale. Uh, wow! Not not whale, not life size, but uh, yeah. that's in that's in my bathroom, and I I see it and touch it every day, and. Every day of my life, as I'm having a pee, I think <laughs> of Vancouver Island. <laughs> oh, that's so, so that's nice. that's my memento. That's mm. lovely. Mm. I think it's I think it's actually really amazing what things you, you know, like I've got things on my shelves and I don't really I can't remember why they're there, but I know there must be a really good reason yeah. that I've kept them. And I think that's even that's even nicer that you've you've lost the connection to what it was, but you've still got the thing. I think well, that's just I important. mean, in, in the old days, we had uh, uh, photograph albums, didn't we? Uh, yeah. And and that 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 took you back. Uh, yeah. What the hell am I wearing? Who is that? It's me. <laughs> oh Christ! 
know. What have I got on my head? It's your hair. Oh, you know, <laughs> all that. But it takes you right back, doesn't it? And 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 objects, I think, are, are even better because you can touch them and and uh, relate to them. And yeah. I, I, I've got a shelf with things on it, and I know what they all are. They they look like. Uh, uh, as boring as a museum for, to other people, but for me, um, yes, I can go yeah. right, right back. That's what I say about my shelves. It's sort of like a museum of my life. Yes, you know, yes. it's so funny you're saying that about looking back at pictures. I, I, I was looking at some pictures from last summer, like, and I had my, you know, lockdown haircut. I hadn't, I had when I was, when lockdowns, you know, when COVID started, I was in London doing um, Endgame, and so I was bald. Yeah, that's the last time I saw you. I was I totally saw bald. It. Very good. Bless you. And then I just grew my hair in. But you know how your hair grows in at different... Anyway, I saw a picture of myself from about last August. And I was on the Zoom with my assistant, Matt. And I said, what was I thinking with my hair this summer? And he just, <laughs> he just went, you said it, not me. <laughs> well, well, when I saw you in that show, uh, you, you were sitting as the, as the blind yes. ham, is he called? Uh, yes, he's ham, yeah. Uh, and uh, your skirts were lifted up so we could see your legs. And I thought, good God, what's happened to Alan? Because his legs, when I saw them in Vancouver on the beach there, they were fine. But my goodness, what has he been on a diet? I mean, Age has I, withered him. I didn't know they were false legs until some... Because I was talking about it to a friend the other day. He said they weren't his legs. What, just the other day you just realised? Yes, I did. I, I sat through the whole show. <laughs> Worrying about you. Yeah, that's months ago. You must have thought I was like withering away because there are these little plastic, uh, you know, poly not polystyrene, but sort of rubber legs that were put over the. I sat inside a chair and they were sort of flapped over the chair um, to sort they of, were, you know, they, they were the opposite of fetching. Totally, they were. I was. It was not a good look for me. But you know, I <laughs> I dive into <laughs> into what I need to dive into for the role. But uh, yeah, there was. It's actually hilarious about who. I, you know, I actually had a quite a comfortable, I was sitting on one of those chairs, the sort of Swedish chairs where you sort of s squat on them, you know what I mean? It's quite oh, good for I your see, back. Yeah. So do, I was do, quite do good. You ever, do you ever have that when, when, when you're looking really unattractive in a movie or something and you, you, you think you ought to just tell the audience, this isn't really me, this is, <laughs> this is, this is, this is pretend, this is, this is makeup. I, I, when, when I saw... Um, uh, little night music on Broadway years yeah. ago with the, the the great Hermione Gingold, who was oh, yes. a, uh, a great um, artist, particularly beloved by gay men. Uh, but there she was playing the old uh, dowager in, in in the musical in a wheelchair, and yes. we thought, oh my God, poor old uh, Hermione Gingold, her legs are given way. <laughs> and when it came to the curtain call, uh, it was her turn, and there was a pause and a pause, and finally she came on. With on sticks, she was out of her wheelchair, and we thought, "Oh, what a brave, brave woman!" At which point, she hit centre stage. She threw both sticks into either yes. wing, picked up her skirts, and danced down no. to, to the audience. Yeah. Oh, Hermione, that's so good. Now the trouble with films is you don't get a curtain call. <laughs> no, you just. I mean, I always think it's what, what's hilarious is at the at the premiere of something, how people present themselves according to what they're are in the film do you know what i mean like i, I remember it in in um yes. that tennis film i did battle of the sexes and andrea riseborough played oh, yeah. the 
the lover of, uh, of Billie Jean King that Emma Stone played. And so, I mean, she wasn't a dowdy, but she looks very attractive, but in a sort of long hair wig and kind of, you know, very sort of California sort yeah. of look. And um, at the, it wasn't the premiere, but it was the, I suppose it was the Toronto Film Festival. And we were at this party, it was, it was sort of the party of all the films. And, you know, it's just everybody's, uh, all loads yeah. of friends and movie stars and blah, blah, blah. And we're chatting away. And I was sitting with, it was Emma and some people, and I remember Alison Janney was there. And she go, I said, what are you doing here? Alison, she goes, oh, I've done this film about a skater. And then that was that one she won the Oscar for. And anyway, yeah. at one point I said to Emma, I said, oh my God, Lady Gaga is here. And she went, oh, well, maybe it's because of the film, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's doing this film with, uh, uh, you know, what's his name? And all night I was thinking, gosh, Lady Gaga, I must go and say hello. Or, 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 you know, like, anyway, at one point I said, like, oh my God, Lady Gaga's coming over. She's coming over, she's coming right over. I said, do you know Lady Gaga? Like, I have met her, yes. I said, I met her once, but it comes over. It's Andrea Riseborough. <laughs> and she's, <laughs> for the entire evening, she had this crazy sort of space age kind of dress with one big pointy shoulder going about and like really short blonde shaved hair. And kind of, and she was, it was, I thought she was Lady Gaga the entire time. Have you, have you ever been mistaken for somebody else? I get Pee Wee Herman. A lot of people think I'm oh, Pee Wee Herman, right. especially when my hair slicks back. I get yeah. that a lot. <clears throat> what, who do you get? Uh, Peter O'Toole. Oh, that's pretty good. Except he's dead. <laughs> that, yes. I, I, I used to have a line with people said hello Peter I said no 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 I'm what Peter O'Toole used to look like <laughs> that's uh, good the, the actor Tom Courtney I get mistaken oh you get him right, right. Uh, and now of course everybody thinks I'm Dumbledore oh hilarious <laughs> yeah. it's like remember um Alan Bennett and um David Hockney always used to get oh yes. yes yes and David Hockney used to sign it Saying it as Alan Bennett. <laughs> so hilarious. Tom Fordyce, I never would have met you if it hadn't been for we didn't start the fire. Katie Puckle, I thought I didn't want to learn anymore. I was wrong. And you know why we're learning so much? Oh man, that's a tough this one. This is a really interesting story. In 1949, 1950, the communist troops came to my province. Because this is the best history podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life? What? what? They shot him live in front of the whole village. My mouth is just hanging open. I can't believe this. And yes, it's sort of based on Billy Joel's song, but it's a history podcast. It tells us all the reasons why the world today is as it is, but it's more. I killed a cactus <laughs> recently. My connection to Marilyn. Walter Winchell. Don't you love Brando? If there was a movie, it was just Brando's face. I'd put it on in the background all day. I'd be perfectly happy. Search for We Didn't Start the Fire. We'll wait for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Do you know, I was just looking at the... I wonder if you ever went there. You know the uh, Hockney painting? It's called uh, 
and it's like two people, one man on the side of a swimming pool and some, another man under the water in a swimming pool. Yes, yeah. The actual pool, everyone thinks it's California. It's not. The, it's, it's not. I know it. Pool with two figures. It's in this place in the south of France, which used to belong to Tony Richardson. And did you ever go there? I, I've swum in that pool, yeah. Me too, Ian. Me too. <laughs> not at the same time. <laughs> not at the same time, no. no. That's so funny. Oh, that not it a beautiful, beautiful place? Well, and it's still exactly the same. Uh, of course, there's no building happening. There, even those tall trees are still there. Yes, it is beautiful. It was like a little hamlet on a hill. Well, Natasha Richardson uh, inherited it from, uh, yes. from she her father. And, she and Julie and Catherine, yes, the three of them, right. shared, shared it. it. They did, yes. Yes. Uh, but it's just such a magical place. Like It's above Saint-Tropez and it's like a whole little hamlet because it's like a, an old like bit where they baked the bread. It was now a little shed and it was just this beautiful, magical getaway. It's a way down a wee lane. And, and, and what I loved in there's a big kind of a guest book and it was all sort of, you know, people from long ago of the, of, of the sort of literati and the culture yes, world. Yes, it was just a magical. Uh, so how funny. When did you go there? Oh, I don't know. I, I went a couple of times and uh, it was a little village uh, of people who made cork. They, they, they had cork trees and, and they, they rip right. off the bark and they used the cork to, uh, to stop um, wine bottles. But uh, nobody has cork in wine bottles anymore. Uh, well, not so much. Uh... Uh, and uh, so it was just this little village, this hamlet. And he bought the whole, Tony Richardson bought the whole thing. Uh, I didn't know uh, the court connection. So, so we have uh, the, the little. You stay in your own little house, don't you? And then go up yeah. to the big, the big house. From... And you eat out on the terrace. Yeah. And watch. It's just a magical place. Did so? Did you forgive me if I don't know this? But did you work with Tony Richardson a lot? <laughs> no. Uh, he oh. cast <laughs> he cast me long ago uh, to play uh, Ned Kelly, the the Irish uh, terrorist in in. in um, in uh, Australia, well, great oh. hero, uh, who met a sticky end uh, dressed up in armour. Uh, 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 but uh, Ned Kelly had been a boxer in his youth, and once I got the part, I started going every day for uh, boxing lessons, and I, I was riding three times a week and getting fit. And one day I, w I was in the, uh, come out of the sauna and was reading a, a, a daily newspaper, uh, relaxing, and I opened up the Daily Mirror and I saw the headline, uh, Mick Jagger to play Ned Kelly. Shut up. And I never had a word from Tony Richardson about <gasps> that. And they, they made the film. Nothing. With all due respect to everybody. I mean, how could Mick ever play a boxer? Anyway, <laughs> um, he can dance, but anyway. Yeah. And it was about the time, um, um, oh no, it would be, it'd be 20 or even 30 years later that I, I met Tony Richardson in Los Angeles where he was living. Uh, and he just came up to me at a, a party and said, uh, uh, sorry about Ned Kelly. What? Uh, 30 <laughs> so be, years later. I'd, I'd been on his conscience, but no, oh. I never, so I, I didn't never work with him, no. <laughs> that is so bizarre. So they never like said. Did you get a call from your agent saying, "Oh, you know, they've gone with someone else"? And they're so. Did they, I don't did, think we heard uh, a word. <laughs> it was extraordinary. How? Terrible. But when, when we was out in the Need, uh, which is where this <clears throat> yes. uh, swimming pool was, uh, Liam uh, Neeson uh, and um, uh, Natasha 
They're two mm. young lads, boys. They were rather fans of uh, Lord of the Rings and couldn't believe that Gandalf was actually there. <laughs> so, uh, and we were going to have a little, uh, a little um, concert in the evening in the open air for the grown-ups, and, and I and the boys put together a little sketch about Gandalf. Uh. And then, just before the concert was to start, uh, Vanessa arrived, Vanessa Raygrave, uh, Natasha's mother. Yeah. And guess what? When the concert took place, suddenly uh, Gandalf had a wife. <laughs> and and it, rap it rapidly became the main part. <laughs> so... <laughs> The boy, the boys, and I rather, <laughs> rather stood to one side, feeling a bit silly. While Vanessa, Vanessa made up Mrs. Gandalf. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, how funny! I was wondering if you'd ever been to any other nudist beaches. You mind your own business. <laughs> no, I haven't actually. No, no, I don't. Oh, I must have been. Yes, in England somewhere, but of course we don't, on the whole, have the weather for it here. No, um, it's all a bit chancy, isn't it? But I think I've know, been to a couple in America. I've been to some in. I'm just thinking about it now. In I've had in them pointed out to me. In fact, I was in Brighton on the south coast here in, in England and uh, they have a nudie bit they have a nude beach that was pointed out it was absolutely empty but of course it would it was looking out into the cold cold uh, British Channel English Channel you know just when I was in Vancouver recently there was a I, I had a, a week off and I, I'm working on another book so I thought I'll go into a little hut somewhere you know in the mountains and um, and uh, sequester myself and so I went I got this little uh, place on the water up like only about 45 minutes outside of Vancouver and it was this place I think it was called Brunswick Beach and oh, yeah. it's, it was called not Lions Bay that's where is that where you get I think it's Lions Bay there's some horseshoe base where you get the ferries to all the islands then Lions Bay was the next bit and I rented this oh, little no, excuse house. me over Lions Bay is the Lions Gate Bridge which that's is right. the origin of the film company Lionsgate that's right that's right yeah. and also I think it is one of the 10 bridges in the world or suspension bridges in the world most likely to fall down, oh. someone told me, as I was driving over that bridge. <laughs> it, was, it was Christian Campbell. He's such a science geek. He told me that. I was like, timing. Anyway, uh, I, I went to this little place. It was so lovely, and me and my dog Lala. And I walked along the beach one day, uh, the first day, and there was a sign, and it said, Clothing Optional Beach. And so there was, there was a, there was a, like, and it was a stony, like hardly a beach at all. Like though it had millions of big logs and tree trunks, you know, swept up and it was magical. And uh, I just thought how hilarious that I would just, by pure yes. chance, come upon a, a clothing optional beach. But it was like not, not the time of year. I saw a couple of people, but they were fully clothed. And, and you had your little writing uh, hut overlooking the beach? Yeah, looking out, looking out onto the the sound and uh, looking over at those islands absolutely i mean it was magical and i like it was cold i'd put the fire on and we'd walk the other day i went to larm uh which is a tiny little village in south wales where ah. dylan dylan thomas the writer lived mm -hmm. uh, and you can go and see the little garage it is it's a hut up on stilts yeah. overlooking the bay in which he wrote under Milkwood, and you peer through the window, and there, there's his wow. chair and his sports coat still on the back of the chair. 
But wow. uh, he got inspiration like you did from, from being away from everybody, but at the same yeah. time looking out on this um, fabulous uh, seascape. Right now, when I'm looking out, as I, 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 as I talk to you, I'm in the Catskills, I'm looking out at just rolling hills and snow covered. It's been snowing a lot here. It's just a magic. And in the summer, it's just the green and rolling hills as far as you can see. I write, I, I always write here. And I think it's just, I mean, and it's the great thing is I am away from it, but it's also my home. Yeah. So it's got the best you, of both worlds. Well, I'm looking over the Thames. It's sunset. The whole mm. sky is orange and green and blue. Uh, oh. It's been a wonderful day. Wonderful. Ah. Well, thanks for uh, talking to me, Ian. And, and I should uh, just, for... uh, just tell you that uh, right. uh, at the beginning of this week, I went in for my second uh, jab. So. Oh, you got it. So you're fully... Within a matter of days, I should be uh, COVID-resistant. Congratulations. Uh, but I don't, thank you. <laughs> but what can one do? Uh, I, don't, I don't think I can just go out and be fancy-free, because uh, I might be carrying the virus, although I, the thing, I, can't, yeah. I can't be affected by it. Uh, but I, I'm feeling a little bit euphoric and uh, special. That's great. And, That's great. Uh, I, I hope everybody else gets it soon. Which, so. which one did you get, you know? Uh, it was the Pfizer. The Pfizer one. Yeah. So is that the one that has to be at really cold temperature? Cold temperature, and you have to have two doses, yeah. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me, and uh, it's been lovely reminiscing with it's you, Ian, lovely, as it always lovely is. lovely to hear your voice. And what's, and, the, and what's the name of your dog? Lala. Lala. Oh. Yeah. And we've got oh. Jerry as well, the little chihuahua. Like we had, oh, yeah. when, you know, did you ever meet Leon? We had Honey and Leon was the little chihuahua that we had. Oh, when yes, Honey I was... did meet. Yes, right, did. yeah. Yes. So now we've got sort of Lala's, uh, not, not quite as big as Honey, but... And Jerry's a little bigger than Leon was, but he's a Chihuahua rat terrier mix. So they're are a they funny. Lie, are they lying at your feet as we talk? No, they're upstairs because uh, Grant's upstairs and they're kind of laying low. We take the we take the jingly bell thing off the front door so it doesn't make a noise when they go out for a pee when I'm recording. I'm very professional about this. Well, give, this give, give him my love. I and, will do. Uh, and lots of love to you. You too, and I hope sometime soon we'll be able to go to another nudist beach together. Wouldn't that be lovely? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lovely. Take care. Bye-bye. If any of you think you may have heard this story of Ian and I going to a nudist beach before, well, you know, you may well have. I've told the story a couple of times on talk shows over the years. But, you know, I always say, if a story's good... It's worth telling again. I first told it on the Graham Norton show in Britain and uh, it went down a storm. Graham made some very hilarious jokes. He, <laughs> I remember he said, arise Sir Ian. <laughs> and the next day after the Graham Norton show, I was in a bookshop and my phone rang and I opened it up because it was in the days when you had to open your phone. And this person just said to me, slut. And I... <laughs> And I said, oh, hi, Ian. And it was uh, today's guest. And he went, I hear you were talking about my penis on television last night. <laughs> and I remember saying, I said it was big. <laughs> anyway, on that note, it's time to put these two little bracelets back on Alan Cummings' shelves. I hope you've had a good time and I hope you'll join me for another trip down memory lane next time. Alan Cumming Shelves is hosted by me, duh, Alan Cumming. And my predator, that's not anything weird or wrong or scary. It's just someone who is a mixture of a producer and an editor. You see, predator. 
His name is Jack Claremont and he's an absolute darling. And we are part of the Crowd Network. Now, another Crowd podcast to check out is Death of a Film Star. These are the stories of Hollywood icons like Heath Ledger, Carrie Fisher, Robin Williams and more. They're beautifully written episodes all around 25 minutes long and they paid tribute to some of the greatest actors that have ever been. The episode about Chadwick Boseman is brilliant. So check it out. Just search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. <laughs> 